What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Minoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Reinhard von Krieger. What's up, dude? Oh, not much. Uh, just had to climb up back the mountain, back up the mountaintop, and it's starting to get into spring, so it's a little bit nicer. Nice, nice. running water. Very nice. Very peaceful. Nice. Also joining us this week, one uh, Mr. Dogbot. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. I had a, uh, I had a follower, a listener of the show, say that he wanted to give me a thrash metal record, and I, for all the music that. Uh, I have introduced him to, and I told him just send it to the P.O. box. Uh, sounds like a very nice potential gift, but you know, any anything like that, you know, I'd say just send it to the P.O. box, and we'll sort it out. Absolutely, yeah, we'll get it sorted out. Right on, yeah, that's cool. Uh, we do have the P.O. box, and also we do have over in the corner taking notes, Jack the intern. What's up? I got nothing clever to say tonight. Sorry to disappoint. Tonight. <laughs> hey. All right. Um, yeah, we have a P.O. box. Uh, it is... We'll do the shilling and stuff. We'll get all that out of the way right now. How about that? It's uh, the Paranormies, P.O. Box 3036, Kingsport, Tennessee, 37667-0036. Send us things. We like things. Yeah. We'll also, talk about also buy our shirts. Yes. Also, yeah, since we're doing the shilling bit, let's just do it all now. Buy our shirts. Go to uh, dissidentapparel.com slash allies slash paranormies and buy our shirts. We have uh, two new designs coming up, guys. We're, we're just going to just flood the market with paranormies merch now, now that we have somebody that will do it for us. I'm okay also, also, if you're a female, we'd like a picture of you wearing the shirt, uh, but hold your hand up so we can get a digit ratio please digit ratio and a good solid square uh straight on uh, shoulder to head ratio that would be preferable that way we know what we're looking at yes yes um the the Uh, the trans episodes the trans episodes have have been getting good response have gotten good feedback i haven't gotten much bad feedback at all on the last one we did so uh people are coming around they're realizing they're realizing that everything on that satanic black screen on your wall is fake. Everything. And gay. And gay. And also gay. Yes, both. And gay. And very gay. All right. I, I like the uh, Optimus Prime pointing at you meme, and it says, uh, only you can stop faking gay. That's a good one. It's, it's true. I mean, you know, Smokey the Bear wasn't wrong. <laughs> so... All right. Well, we're not going to talk about trannies tonight. I don't think. I don't think there was any trannies involved. There were no trannies involved in the manufacturing of the historical sites we're about to discuss. Um, would you guys consider this Tartarian architecture? Yes. Well, I mean... In as much uh, as what? Mm. Go ahead, Dogbot. You were saying something. Oh. <clears throat> I just thought, you know... Basically, it falls under the same reset theory Tartarian stuff. I I have no idea if the country of origin for these star forts are Tartarian, but they often seem to be close to places where some of the buildings that we have determined as Tartarian seem to be. Okay. And it seems to have been a very large country that spanned 
uh, an empire that spanned the globe and had a distinct architectural style. So there, there is a likelihood or a possibility, but then again, these things could have been from a reset previous to the Tartarian reset. So that's, yeah, pretty good explanation. We are, we are talking about uh, star forts tonight. We're going to do star forts and star fort, Related accessories and auxiliary buildings and um, other Starfort-esque things. Um, go ahead, Reinhardt. What were you going to say? What's that? What were you going to say? You, you were about to start saying something. Oh, no. I, I agree. Um, I've kind of thought that, you know, I personally like getting away from just calling everything Tartaria and more moving towards maybe like Indo-European or Indo-Aryan, um, given the general ethnicity of these people and they probably weren't all the same kingdom, mm-hmm. but probably the same ethnicity probably still all had contact with each other. Sure. Well, before they were all maliciously reset. <laughs> Very, yeah, it, it seems so before we even get into like who built and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what exactly are we talking about? What is a star fort? Let me see. What does Wikipedia say about star force? What is the wiki? I didn't actually look that up. I'm Good surprised job. we don't have that. Jack, Wikipedia, Starforts? Yeah, it's, I, I posted in the chat. All right. All right. So we've, we've got everything straightened out now. We're good. Um, a Starfort is what is known as a Bastion Fort or a... I don't want to mispronounce it because it's Italian, but uh, Trasse Italiane. That's how it's spelled. Trust. Trace, trace Italian. I don't know. I speak English. Sorry. Uh, it's a phrase derived from non-standard French, literally meaning Italian outline. Okay. It's a fortification in a style dur- evolved during the early modern period of gunpowder when the cannon came to dominate the battlefield. So these were made all over, apparently, you know, Italy and France as defenses for cannonball fights. That is the official narrative. Right. Um, Yeah, the construction of these things, um, not all are built in what we think of a a star pattern. I mean, many of them are, and we'll get into that later, Mm -hmm. um, the geometry of these things. But yeah, the the basic point behind them was you have these uh, pyramid shapes or triangle shapes that are jutting out from the main fort itself it could be a square rectangle or whatever polygon there's some weird ones yeah some um, of them are just like but these shapes. yeah these battlements allowed according to historical narrative allowed you to place cannons angled in different directions so if you had two facing one facing north one facing east you could angle them towards each other and then outward on the other side towards other points and basically would allow crossfire for cannons because cannons fire straight you can't just you know move these things because they're so freaking heavy um according to historical sources i think it was at malta 1565 they had uh, the ottomans apparently had a giant cannon that was several tons so you can't just maneuver these things like we can today right Um, so this allowed supposedly greater mobility and greater uh, firing capabilities essentially for fort defense that's what we're told right um, I mean, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, it is a very cool story, you know, because um, all those wars, you know, with 
having to defend, defend your castle from, uh, you know, especially your citadel. So these are, a lot of these star forts are within uh, a bigger star fort formation, even like a city. Like, so is this why they have them in Aruba? In Aruba. In the Bahamas? To, I didn't get to the ones in the Bahamas, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's some in Aruba. Yeah, that'll, yeah. It's, there's two in Cuba. There's one on Key yeah. West. Where's the one in Aruba? I don't see that one. Jamaica. There's one in Jamaica. Right in Kingston. Let's let's look at that one. Maybe I'm getting my songs from, maybe I'm, you know, getting my islands from Kokomo mixed up, the uh, Beach Boy song. It's possible. It's it's very possible. I don't, a, I don't believe there there is one in Aruba. So I went on my honeymoon and I actually looked for um, some fortifications, some cool historical stuff. I don't remember seeing one. Well, we'll get there fast, but we'll take it slow. All so. right. There is definitely one in Kingston, Jamaica. So that's interesting. Yeah. So they're everywhere. They're all over, mostly in Europe, the majority of them. And I'm talking like... Hundreds and hundreds of them are in Europe, and you know these are just these are just uh, fortresses made, you know, designed specifically to defend against cannonballs. Because apparently, in Italy and in France and Germany and you know in the 1500s, in the 1520s, these engineers apparently there's engineering in the 1520s. They were building these fortifications to prevent, you know, these their uh, kingdoms for being taken over by these cannons. Okay, so here's a question. If you're defending from cannons and you can't move your cannons because cannons can't move, what are you defending against? Like, what cannons are you defending against? Is there a fort across the street? Like, do you understand what I'm asking? Well, it's not all just cannon defense. Obviously, these things have thick walls, but... Mm -hmm. It's overall fort defense, sure. is what they're saying. Well, it's a fort. So, yeah, so fortifications are for defense. These are for... Right. Right. I mean, like, it said, like, nations... Siena, in 1544, they bankrupted themselves to pay for these bastion forts. Holy holy shit. I just... It, something just dawned on me. What's that? Is the word fort short for fortification? Yes. Yes. So, Fort Worth is really fortification worth. Basically, yes. Or fortress, maybe. Yeah, fortress, fortification. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to do... No, no, it's fine. Hey, look, dude. You learned something just now. Yay. (laughs) It's, It's fun to learn things. All right. Anyways, yeah. So uh, these fortresses, they're they're heavily defended from bombardment by external fire. Okay. So if cannons aren't very mobile, then what are they defending themselves from? You know what I mean? I guess mortars. Like I guess people were coming with with you know mortars and uh, which are lighter than cannons. Uh, yeah. I mean. Well, I would say with this, one thing that is in a little bit of favor of historical narrative is the defensibility. Mm-hmm. Um, they are 
easily defended. And I think that was part of the original reason, sure. part of it, um, which we'll get into later I think, on. Well, I but can see that. I mean, they, I look think, like, they look like fortifications. I mean, they look like they're supposed to be forts, you know, they, or that's maybe that's just what we have been conditioned to see them as. And they're actually some sort of um, like energy field or, you know, some sort of power plant. Yeah, I mean, I, do you want to get into that now or well, later? I mean, we don't know. Like that's what we're told. We're told these things are forts, right? And in in Europe, the theory is is that they were all you know made in like the fifteen twenties, fifteen forty four, fifteen oh nine, you know, in the sixteen hundreds. But in the United States, it seems that these bastion forts all over the U.S. were, um, especially in the West with their civil war forts, you know, they were turned into a, into a defense for the civil war. Like the stories don't really jive why they were made or were created or where they even came from. Well, yeah. Um, part of this too is we're only seeing just the fortification part Mm where we're not seeing many of these are built with cities around them, mm-hmm. sure, but many of these are built in seemingly innocuous places where they're surrounded by trees, they're overgrown, or they're in complete ruin now with ruins all around them. So is it possible these forts were guarding something that wasn't just like a, a military installation? Were they guarding something that was housed inside? Um, were they not just forts, but maybe living quarters like small towns or cities? Um, right. That's the I thing mean, is like these things are kind of like uh, they are like a fortress or a citadel, you know, inside. Most of them are inside of larger, not structures necessarily, but like inside of a city, you know, um, that's a, a bigger project, I guess. Like, And they're all kind of connected, obviously. You know, these cities are a lot older are apparently a lot older than we're told. So. I mean, I, like the one in uh, in St. Augustine, the Castillo de San Marcos, right? You've been there. I've been there. Um, it supposedly was used as a just civil war fort and during the Spanish-American War. like Right. But so it, you're using building techniques from the 1500s mm-hmm. over 300 years later. Right. And not just The Industrial of. Revolution has happened. Not just kind of. Like exactly the way they did it over there. Oh, so they you know. they weren't. There isn't any kind of architectural refinement from the European star forts to the Eastern American star forts. No, or the ones along. Or I, I should say the ones along the East Coast. No, they're all pretty much identical. You go to like say Amelia Island in Florida, and mm-hmm. it looks like the one. Hang on. Focusing, yeah. The one in Amelia Island looks like the one in Rhode Island, which looks like the one in um, Illinois, which looks like the one in Maryland, which looks like the one in the Netherlands, which looks like like the two hundred in Italy. Which they all look the same. What about the one in New Mexico or the one in Arizona? Like, those, um, are those just so beaten down and worn away that all we can see now is the outline from Google Earth? Is that is that? Yeah, I mean, that's like Fort Union you're talking about. Um, yeah, I wanted to get to that. Fort Union is most definitely. We're we're definitely going to need to do a mega for this episode because everything is pictures. 
notes in this. This is going to be pictures. Um, but Fort Union is uh, in Watrous, New Mexico. And it is there is a Fort Union uh, monument there, which is... Where's the Fort Union monument? So the Fort Union monument... Jack, pull up the wiki on the Fort Union monument real quick. But um, I pulled up some history on the Fort Union on Fort Union itself. And they were originally, according to their history, uh, in 1853, there were uh, log cabins which were like chinked, you know, like with that mud in between the uh, in between the logs, and they were covered with earth. So these were your literal horse and buggy people's buildings. Like, you know, I know people get mad when we say horse and buggy people, but these are horse and buggy people. Like, um, but was that an actual ver- uh, past tense verb? For putting mud in between logs, chinking. Yeah, I was about to say like cool it with the anti-Asian. Well, we got to be careful there. We got to be you careful. Know, like with yeah. everything going on this week, you I know, was just like say, yeah, I was just gonna say we don't. Yeah, you, you don't want to. You don't want to inspire someone to do bad things. Right. With we don't your want, anti-Asian rhetoric. Right. We don't need another. Don't worry, guys. It's just bad people doing bad things. So we don't. We don't need another sex addict uh, tranny. Going wild at the rub and tug joint, dude. A, a little side note: I had a libtard try to get pseudo puritanical with me when I brought up uh, the rub and tug massage parlor situation. You know, uh, they they tried to pretend like they had no idea what I was talking about, like it was the <laughs> first time they'd ever heard of that phenomenon, and I, I was just I was beside myself. Every oh. everybody everybody above the age of twenty knows what a rub and what a rub and tug joint is. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It's right up there with the judge is not going to release the Maxwell testimony because it's just too sensational and lewd. Oh, really? Yeah. That oh, makes sense. Yeah, it's just oh, too much. Goodness. It would be just too much for society. So you know, for a people that are addicted to Pornhub. It's just too risque to show the people of the United States. Dude, I don't want to say that we called it on that, but we called it on that. Yeah. The, um, with, the, with, the, with, the rub, with the rub and tug shooter, he literally was in a rehab with drug addicts for mm-hmm. sex addiction and would leave in the middle of the night to go to a massage parlor. Right, right. I mean, like, that's how bad it was. But of course, it, you know, anything to push this uh, white supremacist terrorist. Right. Well, like, and here's the thing. thing. Here's the thing. Like, like a, a buddy of mine, I believe, I believe David Santa Carla might have even said this. Um, you know, if you're gonna get, if you want to get the high score on sex workers, go to rub and tug joint. You know, you don't go if you want to kill a bunch of pizza people. You don't go to the grocery store and wait for somebody to pick up a DiGiorno. You go to the pizza parlor. Yeah, uh, the the libtard I was talking to today said, "Well, why didn't he go to? Well, why didn't he go to a strip club?" And I was like, "Because it's, a strip club is not where uh, he he he's a kid in his twenties. He's broke. Yeah, you're going. You know, you're uh, the strip club is not where you go to get what you get at the massage parlor. Right, and no. also." Uh, Strippers aren't really sex workers in the way that rub and tug chicks are. 
Yes. No, not not. You don't go there for actual sex. Right. There. Listen. Not there on, really is no sex in the champagne anyway. room. Right. There right, really. Like. Exactly. Not on the cheap. Exactly. All right. So he would have to give up his drugs. Uh, all right. So let's. We're off topic. Um. But yeah. So chinkin, so, so, chinkin, chinking, is, chinking, and chinking chink, is is yeah, is a thing. Chinking is a thing that you do to a log cabin. Yes. Did they did they name it that because they saw Chinese people doing it first? You know, you see, you're trying to get us in trouble right now. No, I was just, well, <laughs> I was just wondering like the origin of I don't, the verb. Honestly, I don't know. It's not that important okay. to the story, bro. It's well, not that important I, to the story. I would think it has the same etymological use or whatever the word is for cultural connotation. Same cultural connotation as the word chink itself, like chink in an armor. Mm. There you um, go. Weakness. You go. Thank you. Chinking is covering up weakness. Thank you. Structural weakness. So. Mr. Language Guy. Right yeah. on. There you go. All right. So these pictures, these drawings, the depiction of Fort Union showed the simplicity of the construction of the buildings of the fort. This was 1857. Um, and those pictures just look like some wooden buildings, right? So when you look at Fort Union in the Google Earth, right, it's uh, the pictures in the Skype. Just look at that. You can see the Star Fort, right? And you can see above the star for like if the there's an eight pointed star, there's another star in the ground right above it. There's like a couple of roads that you can see to the right. Oh no! Anyway, if you there guys can see, it just takes a second. Okay, if you guys can see where my my cursor is. Oh, nice. Yeah, and there's the uh, see that star right there that I'm drawing out. See that right there? There's a star. Yeah. And there's a star right here. And there's this, like a star over here. You see the stars everywhere? Like now, like looking at it. These are all... I'm seeing stars. Like ancient... Yeah, these are all like ancient lines of something. You know, I mean, these roads... Look look at these lines over here. Like these... These are some sort of agricultural lines, maybe? Uh, yeah, uh... Mm. I mean, yeah, or or some kind of dredging, right? Or you know, dredging, like like, right. like there was like there was actually uh, water there, and some some kind of dredging was going on around that area, right? Like, look, look at this straight, like the straight lines of road that don't really exist, you know? Like, you yeah. could you could follow lines like that all across maps of the Southwest. It's really bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if roads were there. You know, now how did they how did they engineer these roads? How did they get the lines so straight? I'm going to say um, airships, honestly. Why did the lines <laughs> get so straight? <laughs> yes, they were really, 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 really good surveyors. Right in the 1850s, like, but look at this. Look at this star fort. There's a star fort there, and it's gone, possibly destroyed in a reset. It's absolutely did you, gone. Did, did I do a good David Childress there? That was a very good David Childress, yes. David Hatcher Childress. Why? Um, so, Why? <laughs> yes. so with these star forts, specifically, let's say in the American West, mm -hmm. who knows how many of them have gotten the same treatment as Fort Union and now are covered by Earth and not able to be found from right. Google Maps or, or anything unless you're there excavating, which you're not going to be allowed probably. Um are we to believe that these were made by the same horse and buggy folks 
the same little house on the prairie people just trudging along you know through the oregon territory or over to the pacific had no idea what they were doing built log cabins and then all of a sudden boom these incredible forts yeah using the same building methods unless you want to get you know geologically autistic about it same building methods from three to four centuries before mm-hmm. i just don't I, I just don't buy that with right. the amount of acceleration in technology that there was in the 17 to 1800s alone why why use these why because they were tried and quote tried and true methods no no it doesn't no, make absolutely. any sense no it's like we've been saying that the official narrative seems to make less and less sense the more you look at it um, it the, the official narrative takes a willing suspension of disbelief. Look at this. Look at this. San Carlos Fortress in Perote, Mexico. Every single one looks very, very similar, as if they were designed by the same architectural firm, as if they were built by the same construction companies using the same construction techniques. It's well, a, the the official narrative is we're talking about Different countries had control of these lands at different, different points time in, periods, yes. and they were at war with one another a most lot of the, of the time. time. Yes. So they're building forts exactly the same at, while they're at war with one another in these occupied territories. I, 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 it just, okay, what starts to baffle my mind is then why'd they build? Why'd they build them in Tasmania and at the bottom of Australia? Like, was there was there a war to control Australia, or didn't didn't the Brits just have Australia? Or, right. Well, you know those prisoners. I mean, they were they were clearly their own military force out there. They had to defend against prisoners and abos. Well, I know they lost against the emus. Yeah, they the emu war. Star force to protect against the emus. Yeah, I, that's a good listen, take. That's I've good been take. surrounded by a pack of emus before. It is pretty scary. I bet. I mean, I'm not. I'm, there's an emu farm right up the road from my house, so I mean, I understand they are they are terrifying creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they when they're upset and they're thirsty, you don't want to be anywhere near them. No, but no, are we really going to believe that emus had their own artillery force that needed to bombard these star forts in Tasmania of all places? I don't know. What's the what's the name? The Calisary. Uh, like I, I'd oh, be worried cassowary? about those. The cassowary. Yeah, cassowary. The cassowary yeah. is oh, the a cassowary. very frightening animal. It's one of the like nightmare-inducing creatures that they have at the zoo. Those are from those are from Australia, aren't they? Are they from Africa? Yes. No, they're yeah, from, from they're from Australia. Yeah. See, they, the they will Australia, they will sever your tendons and and kill you. Yeah, Australia. Yeah. They will every, gut you with a single toe. Every animal, actually, pretty much every. Flora and fauna in Australia, um, with the exception of the opossum. Apparently, the American opossum and the Australian opossum were uh, switched before they were placed, um, because the uh, Australian opossum is the only living thing you know from Australia, like native to Australia, that won't kill you or is venomous. <laughs> or is rock dangerous. wallabies are venomous. No, they want to kill you and they'll beat the shit out of you. Like you know, there's those they're animals. Little, they're like. They're like, all right, all right, all right. Well, actually, see, I just, I just put this in chat. This is what the Australians had to build star forts against. This is right. what they had to defend against. Right, absolutely, clearly. So, 
anyways, back to star forts. Yeah, so in Vietnam, there are star forts. In Africa, there are star forts. In in Australia, there are star forts. In Indonesia, there are star forts. All over Europe, there are star forts. How does this happen across the entire realm? The across the entire thing that we live on, whatever you want to call it. Fort Zelanda in Taiwan. There's one in Taiwan. I, and I would like somebody to go ahead and explain how this thing in Taiwan looks identical to the thing in Trumbull, Connecticut, which looks identical to the thing in you know Mexico that we just saw, which looks the same as the thing in Cape Town, South Africa. You know, Johnny, I just noticed something looking at this map mm-hmm. across all the star forts. Um, if so, scroll over to uh, to Asia. Just go mm-hmm. like a zoomed out view of Asia. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you see in the land that was once known as Tartary. Tell oh. me how many star forts you see. Oh. Not in not in Asco, actual like Muscovite Russia, but in what was once Tartary. Yeah, like southern China and all those stands. Yeah, <laughs> tell me how many you see. In, that's, where in, all, that's where all of them are in, in Asia, no. pretty much. No? No, there, there are none oh, in wait, Tartary. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm looking in the wrong. That's not old Tartary down. I mean, yes. So you've got you've got all of Asian Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Kazakhstan. You've got Mongolia, northern China. Mm-hmm. Um, Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan. Yeah, all the way up until you get to Afghanistan, uh, Burma, southern China. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Just a massive mm-hmm. hole mm-hmm. of star forts there. So. If there are no star forts there, there are two, I'd say two possibilities. Okay. One, that in the Tartary reset, the actual Tartarian reset, they were all destroyed and covered up completely as part of the general Tartarian cover-up. Mm-hmm. Or, it's a possibility that these were never actually Tartarian culture. That these were from other people, other folk. Um, I mean, what, what do you guys think? Okay. It's just amazing that there's this massive hole when we have hundreds of these things all over the world on every single continent. So we don't have uh, star forts in what we've seen on ancient maps as specifically Tartary, but we have hundreds of pyramids covered with vegetation in China. Yes. Right. That was considered part of Tartary. Yes, China, Russia, Mongolia, Kazakhstan, all over, covered in in earth. Can the pyramids that are covered with earth in classic Tartary be the same sort of purpose as the star forts in other places? Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Because if if you you don't have one or the other in the other place, so you're saying you don't have you don't have pyramids where you have star forts, and you don't have mm-hmm. star forts where you have pyramids. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it is interesting period. to note that in Bosnia there are no star forts. Yet in Bosnia are three giant pyramids that dwarf the Great Pyramid, uh, totally covered by Earth. That is an interesting point, Reinhardt. You are correct. Um, so are pyramids in our minds still uh, potentially something that was laid out across magnetic uh, 
magnetic lines were magnetic lines yeah, the ley lines, for the purpose yes, of drawing definitely. energy. So what if star forts are in places where that doesn't happen? Well, it's possible. I've got something pulled up that actually um, talks about maybe, them being placed on those lines. Maybe about, for like drawing fresh water. Hold on. Uh, on the pyramids or the, the star forts? Star forts. No, no. Reinhardt, you said you had something. Uh, yeah, I just had something pulled up here. Uh, I, I just pulled it up maybe right before we did the show. That does talk about them being built on ley lines. The pyramids uh, or ley the lines, star forts? Alignments. Star forts. You're talking about on yes, star forts. Okay, okay, okay. Good. So yes, some of them are on on ley lines, or or most of them are on ley lines, is what it said. Most this oh, okay. thing says. Okay, I'd like to see a ley line. Uh, here, I'll. You're gonna have to scroll through because it's a, it is a wall of text with a lot of chapters. This guy has on his website. I will definitely be reading more of this guy's stuff. Um, Okay. Let's see. Is there a? But I, that is a very, very interesting point, Dalbot. What do you think if maybe these were? So if we don't call them Tartarian, maybe they were, maybe still Aryan or Indo-European, but different culture, and starforts were used for that purpose and others, like drawing water or creating hydro energy of mm -hmm. some kind, mm -hmm. um, just in a different method than pyramids. It's just, yeah, it's just really peculiar. The, you know, we say there's no coincidences on the show. It's just really peculiar the coincidence that there are tons of earth covered pyramids in a place that's bereft of star forts. Right. But then again, you have anomalies like South America where you have jungle covered entire cities of pyramids, at least in Central America. And then there are also star forts mm -hmm. scattered here and there. So it's hmm. Hmm. Uh, like, it, but one of the, off, or go ahead. Sorry. One of the main star forts in South America is off the Amazon basin, you know, and that, that makes me wonder like, like do rivers really change? Do giant rivers really change where they run through over a long period of time is that true not usually i mean unless like some sort of major you know motion of tectonics or something or there's a yeah so, volcanic or so, i don't know an earthquake possibly yeah some kind of event yeah maybe yeah. not cataclysmic exactly mm. but a massive natural event or maybe a man-made or a man-caused right event like well, the one that's in striking. the one that's in uh, Western Brazil mm -hmm. just seems to be put in such a really odd, remote, deeply jungled place. Yeah, what's that one called? Uh, the one in Western the Brazil. Up. I'm not seeing the one in Costa Marques. Fortaleza de Sao Costa Marques, Brazil. It's like far southwest. It's uh, right. Oh, the Principe de Biera Airport is now there. They turned it into an airport. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And it's way out Always in the middle of nowhere. Always turn stuff in the airport. Right, right. It's way out in the middle of nowhere. There's like a road that takes you out to this place. A singular road that takes you out to this from whatever the nearest town is, Costa Marquez. 
Costa Marquez. I don't know, whatever. I don't speak that either. So yeah, that's the. F- is there's that one, and then there's one. Let me see. Oh, that's not that's not a star for. Okay, so yeah, that's the one you're talking about. It's on the the southwest border of of Brazil and Bolivia, and it's in the middle. It's like in the middle of the jungle, just in the middle of the jungle, right next to what is you know now it's an airport, and then you have one. In where is this? In Venezuela, Castillo de San Carlos de Barra San Carlos. This one is on the east coast, right in the Gulf, on the Gulf of Venezuela, and it's a star fort right on the tip, <laughs> right on the tip of the little little pier looking thing there, and it's yeah, like oh, uh, looking at a Marcaibo there. What's that? Is it? Yeah, it's on the bay right outside Marcaibo. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Dabba, what do you think about this idea that these pyramids, so pyramids are, in my opinion, the most ancient form, whether we call them, uh, holy mountains, portals, energy directing sources, whatever they are, mm-hmm. what if it's, what if star forts are like the replacement? They're like the, the new, the new version of the quote modern world for mm-hmm. whatever pre-reset realm then pyramids would have been replaced with star forts in so many more areas, wouldn't they have? Well, you would think, yeah. Maybe they were just like an upgrade. If it was an, if it was an upgrade. Yeah, but- I'm saying it was like the star forts were like the upgrade. The original network was still there, but they just added on, you know, the new. This is like the 3G. You know. Well, and you could if only you're the controllers. Put- oh, go ahead. You could only put the pyramids in places where the ley lines intersected, but you could put the star forts anywhere and get the same result. Which goes kind of back to what you were talking about, directing water. Maybe they weren't just directing water, or maybe that water connected with the ley lines. I know there is a connection there with energy and water, uh, especially with vibration and the patterns that water vibration causes. Mm-hmm. Maybe these amplified it. Um, you- yeah, you have to apologize. I have to apologize for a minute. You know, Reinhardt mentioned Holy Mountain, and uh, that just started making me think of that band Sleep. They were really awesome. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's still one of my favorite records. Um, now, if you, let's know- put it this way. If you're, if you're the controllers and you're trying to scrub all of this stuff in your reset over time, especially with Tartaria, because... Again, I'm looking at this map, and it's just a giant gaping hole. Um, would you not want to draw attention away from that area and thereby just not replace the network in Tartaria? Get away from that whole area completely, make it look like a desolate wasteland, which if you look at Siberia now, that's all sure. it looks like. Sure. Um, yeah. And then draw attention away from there to these forts, to all the metropolises that these places are built around or in many cases, the national parks and middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But the attention is still drawn away from that massive empire that took a long time to topple and that they apparently hated. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Did you know there's one in Nashville? Yes. Fort, Fort Negley. Fort Negley. Yep. It's, it's, yep, yeah. I've been there. That's interesting looking. It's a multi-pointed star fort. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve points on a flat yeah, side. Yeah, it's up on a big hill. It's near the uh, the big Adventure Science Center pyramid. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy. Yeah, no, right there, right there in Nashville, Tennessee, is a star fort. 
another one, uh, Fort Massac in in uh, Illinois. That one has a star fort that looks to have stuff still functional on it, and then a dead star fort next to it. Like they're looking interesting buildings. Yeah, like they they erected buildings in the um on one of the footprints of an old star fort, and then there's another one, and it's kind of like part of it goes off into the water. Right there. It, that's not water. No, that's not water. What is that? Is that a river? Yeah, it is. I love how there's one built in. Daba, did you mention uh, Bermuda or the Bahamas? Uh. The Bahamas, but I think there's some south of Bermuda on like a, aren't there? Yeah, there's a freaking there's I mean out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean there's one. Where? And in, in Bermuda. You and need that one. for all you, you need that for all the cannons. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I, it, they would use these supposedly for sea battles as well. You got ships pulling up with their cannons and their mortars, um, so you want as much as many directions as possible to fire the cannons at ships. Makes sense, I guess. But, I mean, out in the middle of Bermuda, you got one in the Azores, which is on the other side of the Atlantic, um, basically in the same kind of situation as, as Bermuda, kind of closer mm. to the coast. Um, but these two star forts out in the middle of the Atlantic. Yeah. Like, Scour why? Hill in Bermuda, and the other one is on the island next to it, the Keep, right <laughs> in this tiny, tiny little island. What if they weren't tiny, tiny little islands back then? But these things are right, right on the water. So, I don't know, man. It's like they're really there. They're really using the same architectural style. They're really uh, like the one in uh, at the keep in Bermuda has a lot of artificial land created out of the water. Uh, that's another thing you see in a lot of these. You'll see like artificial islands created or artificial peninsulas and stuff created around these things. There'll be like a pier, like a long, almost like a road, and there'll be like a big... Let me let me share my screen again so you guys can see what I'm talking about right now. I, I like the screen sharing thing. This makes uh, some of this a, a lot easier. Well, we're gonna have to do a video or something eventually, where we just talk over the video. But you see what I'm talking about? Is my screen up yet? Not yet. All right. Well. Anyways, there's always a lot of artificial coastline and land created around all these things. So. So do you guys you guys see this right here? All this stuff. This is artificially created land right out of the ocean, you know. But then you can see the star fort, all these edges right here. This is your star fort lines, the little the little pointy parts. Right here out in the middle of the ocean. Out in the middle of the ocean, they needed felt the need to create this fort, you know, to protect against all those uh, attacks from the sea, I guess. And this is all those towel heads, right? Right, all those towel heads with their cannons on their ships out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but then you go to like in New York, all right? You've got um, the one in. No, oh, that's not the one I wanted to open up. Fort Wadsworth, New York. It's Staten Island, right? This right off of Staten Island. That is a star fort right there. And they call it a military oh, yeah. installation. That's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. That looks I mean, awesome. that is cool. <laughs> right. And it's right there. You drive past it. You know, if you take the, the, I think it's the Brooklyn Bridge. People take that every day back and forth. And they never know that there's a star fort down there. And it's literally right there. 
you know and the coastline that artificial coastline look at that straight line right there that is artificially created you know one thing I was wondered, and actually the book that we got, the the One World Tartarians, mm-hmm. um, that somebody had suggested in our chat, it does have a chapter on star forts, and <clears throat> he goes out and lists, it kind of shows great pictures of all these forts, um, and lists just to get his point across for a modern construction project of this size for any of these forts, all of the different positions you would need. If you guys have the book, it's a next to you it's page 95 um you know architect apprentice you know construction coordinators contract administrators electricians equipment operators laborers i mean several several positions i mean a couple dozen at least and not all of these are going to be one person you're going to have hundreds of workers and everything all of these positions even if they weren't all available then they're all going to require infrastructure. They're all going to require a massive amount of logistical support. So you're telling me that these horse and buggy folks got over to the U.S., were you know charging along westward in the mud because manifest destiny, and decided just to go ahead and, and build these because engines, or in the case of you know Bermuda, towel heads in their ships. In the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, all of that infrastructure, all those, all those resources, all those brains, everybody out in the middle of nowhere decides to build these. You had no idea how hard it was out there, Reinhardt. You know, you had to do those things. You had to build fortifications that looked exactly like fortifications in Norway. It makes complete and total sense. You know, it does. Am I? Am I just reading too much into it? <laughs> Yeah. Am I just trying to make the world a fantasy world? Don't don't you understand that this uh, that these star forts were literal, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps <laughs> situations, you know, in every single case. Yeah, you know, that that millions of bricks, millions of red bricks were brought to these locations for these things. All the slaves and, and concrete that we can't reproduce today. Yeah. Uh, did you guys? Oh shoot! What the one? I think it was an autodidactic video where he's talking about the Star Fort in Florida. Mm-hmm. I think it was Fort Lauderdale that that they wanted to they wanted to fix. They wanted to renovate it. You know, they wanted to get it back up to speed. Right, but they and couldn't. The guy who the guy the contractor that they hired to go there the stonesmith stonemason the mason stonemason Stone sorry yeah, yeah Stone he said Smith. i don't know how they i don't know how they put this together i don't even know where to get brick like this yeah is it and they source the brick back to somewhere in buffalo but they can't they couldn't find nearly enough so the project had to be put on hold well that's interesting because buffalo is one of the um cities that are always found when you talk about these, you know, Tartarian um, buildings and brickwork and stuff. Uh, Buffalo is city made of bricks too. Well, it's home to what Lake Erie, Fort mm-hmm. or Fort Erie, Fort George. Yep. Uh, I think there's like four star forts between there and Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. There's um, like yeah, New York. That's interesting, has a ton DB. Of them. Yeah, I didn't know that about the that they they sourced them back to Buffalo. That's interesting. So, 
it was too expensive. They couldn't find enough. It was probably too expensive to renovate everything. Mm -hmm. But somehow for these bootstrap folks with their American ingenuity. Horse and buggy people. Call them what we call them. They're horse and buggy people. Horse and buggy folk with their American ingenuity decided just to do it. They decided just to in their, yes, in their own particular idiom, um, but also exactly the same way they did everywhere else on earth. (laughs) You guys find that part of it funny? I mean, like, literally every single one of them. You can go to any of these star forts, any of them, and any part of the map, anywhere where you see one, and it will have the exact same type of architecture. Apparently, the Bastion Fort like was like the AK-47. It never needed a change in design. Nope, never. Right. So if, if you've been to one in America, you've been to one in Norway, you've been to one in Kazakhstan, you've yeah. been to one in Iran. Right. And that's like one of those things that people can say, like, you know, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. And apparently it's true with uh, with these star forts like Ashka, Russia, Aksha, excuse me, Aksha, Russia. Yes, it's the exact same design as. Well, that's not true because there are maybe like 10 prototypical designs. Right, they're not all exactly the same design, but they have all the same type of features, you know. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Kazakhstan to Indonesia to Australia to Tanzania to South Africa to Brazil to India. There's a whole line of them up the west coast of India, up to Pakistan. There are. Let's see. Are there? Is there one in Israel? There is. Let's look at the Belvoir Fortress in Israel. The Belvoir, no, this is 401 in Acre, Israel. Okay, Acre, Israel has a star fort. Yes, it does. It most certainly does. And this one is like one of these stepped forts where it um, starts off like at beach level and it goes up a couple of different steps until it gets into the town. Interesting. And then there is another one in Israel. There are two in Israel, according to this. It's Belvoir Fortress, yeah. And there's one in Egypt, uh, not in any of the ancient ancient Egyptian cities, such as you know Cairo, Luxor, any of that, but Alexandria, constructed by, well, constructed originally, apparently in 1470, uh, totally reconstructed with what we see today by the French in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Interesting that these are, these all seem to be built by Indo-European or Indo-Aryan folks. Right. There's also that. Because um, I don't see, I, I, when I look at Filipino people, I don't see them building a star for it. Right, right. No, no. Same. I just don't. No, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, but like, there's, there's one in the Philippines. Right. So, why? Right. I, right. And who? You know, not just why, but who? We're gonna have to ask um, Robert Seffer. Has he talked? Yeah, if about- he ever responds to me on friggin' Twitter, has he come on the show, Robert? Come please, on, please come on the show, sir. Before um, they, before they ban you from Twitter too. He knows what he's doing. He, it's coming. Make no mistake, Robert Seffer knows exactly what he's doing. Um, yes. Yeah, but like in Kalamata, Indonesia, there's a star fort that has the same geometry as one in several in France. Nobody knows. 
who built them. Nobody knows why they were built. Nobody knows why we, they have the same architecture. If we what? I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. If we get Robert Steffer on the show, mm-hmm. we need a Paranormies listener who can play ukulele to do a ukulele version of our theme song for the for the episode. Okay. Yes, please. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll do that. That is a great idea. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Johnny. It's just, just the thought of having him on for an interview, like and being able to open up with a ukulele version of the Paranormies theme song, is would just, be great. That would be great. I think maybe like Storm King might be able to pull that off. He's really, he's talented. But yeah, he could do it. But I don't know if he has a ukulele. Um, wait a second. Ron might have one. Get Ron to do it. I just noticed on the Starfort map another one. Um, I'm looking right now just to make sure that there isn't one. Sardinia, a uh, second largest island in in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Very well known. Uh, it's off the coast of Italy and France. Yes. Very well known as an island of giants. These people are typically very large. There are giant tombs, fairy dolmens found all over. Um, Giant skeletons have been found all over the place. Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, it appears that there are no star forts. Yes, there are. They even have they even yes, have like statues of robots. Cagliari, yeah, Sardinia. Sardinia is a very weird place. No, no, in Cagliari they have a star fort. Oh, they do. Okay, it's just missing from my map. Okay, cool. It's actually, uh, yeah, Cagliari, Sardinia. I'm looking at it right now. Come on, zoom in. And. Ah, uh, yes. There it is. It's not really... Uh... Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. It's an, It's like one that's not really there anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's one. Sorry. I'm just looking through the map, and any any blaring like hole that I see, I just wonder why. Mm-hmm. Like North Africa, yeah, sure. I understand. Africa in general, I understand. They got reset back to the Stone Age. Right. But... Yeah, but Sardinia being known for giants and stuff, that to not have anything. But yeah, they do. But there's a whole lot of artificial coastline right above where that where that um, that Starfort is or was anyway. So a whole bunch of artificial coastline there. Looks like manufactured. So there does seem to be a lot of that around these Starforts too. When they're near when they're near water, there's a lot of what would be considered manufactured coastline. Doesn't look natural. Yeah. Well, and a lot of these star forts too, they have, um, they share a lot of similarities that we've talked about. Um, but a few key elements that more than a few websites have brought up and this book actually did a good job just putting them together. Five points. Uh, they've got remains of a large lake, long channels like Venice, Italy, stone bridges of unusual shape, allowing for large vessels to pass like the London bridge, stone streets, very, very modern stone streets mm-hmm. and elaborate baths. So yeah. Like in, in, What's with the baths? I don't know. They they appear to be very like near Eastern, um, Eastern European in appearance. And also some of them have Roman type baths as well. So that's, I don't know. I wouldn't call it too out of the question, but. At the same time, this is a military installation. Why do these things have baths? Like, ornate baths. 
Right. That right. that doesn't make any sense. If you've got just foot soldiers there, why does it matter? Even officer quarters, why does it matter to mm-hmm. have baths there? Mm-hmm. So are these things part of larger infrastructure? Were they at one point, like you showed uh, when you shared your screen earlier, the extra points that were around the Fort Union mm-hmm. uh, ruins? Mm-hmm. Were there once more points? Were there once more structures on the outside that created a larger geometric pattern right. that now is not there? I don't know, but like, there's definitely stuff there, and I definitely would like somebody to tell me why. You know, and I'd like somebody to well action. No, seriously, tell me why all of these, all of these forts all over Earth, all look basically the same. All have the same architectural style. All have the same construction techniques. Um, same geometric patterns. You know, uh, we didn't even get into that, like the sacred geometry of some of these. But we're at the end of the first hour. And we uh, we're gonna listen to some music, and we're gonna. I got. You got one. You got yeah. One. Right. Uh, I know you always got one, but yeah. What, what's this one? <laughs> uh, Rob Data and Kemal. It's a song called Star Trails. I used to play it when I was on a really good system because the bass hits very low on it. Cool. All right, we're gonna listen to this, and we'll be back. Thank you. 
everybody we're back this is still the paranormies i'm still johnny monoxide with dogbot reinhardt and jack we're talking about star forts during the break reinhardt what was that last thing we're talking about we said we'll do it on the show these are um oh no go ahead 
Yeah, uh, just like we were talking about earlier, the amount of infrastructure and logistics and everything that would be required to build something like this. Right. Um, you know, on the east coast of the colonial U.S., let alone in the middle of the freaking Atlantic. Uh, mm-hmm. The world population in 1900 was about 75% less than it is today. That's only 121 years ago. So imagine up to 300 years ago or 400 years ago what we would be looking at in terms of population if we go by the historical narrative right. without and, resets or any and, of that. And we're not even talking about horse and buggy people. We're talking about like cart and oxen, you know, like like a flat cart with two wheels and that's it. You know, and maybe a, a, a donkey pulling it, right? They didn't even have like horse and buggies and covered wagons and stuff back then. These were like thatched ladders and... <laughs> Right, these people m- made these huge fortifications out of stone and concrete, and yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I just pulled it up just now. Historical mm. estimates of world population. Okay, so we're looking in sixteen hundred. Let's just do sixteen, seventeen hundred. We're looking at half a billion people on the enti- on Earth. On Earth, completely. Up to 1800, we're looking at uh, 0.89 to 0.98 of a billion. So 890,000 to 980,000 people in 1800. And then 1900, in that whole century, it shoots from 1.5 billion to 1.7. And then 2000, it's up to six. Yeah, it's like it's exponentially half a billion. It jumps exponentially <laughs> in the past in the past like twenty years, or no more than that, but less than hundred. Yeah, the population doesn't really seem to fit with the narrative that they would need this many fortifications of this type in this area. I mean, unless it was just that was just the way it was done. You know, if you had a little city, you had a hamlet or a village or whatever, you had a star fort to protect it, right? Is that maybe they protected from dragons? Maybe they were the dragon fortification system. Cassowaries, <laughs> cassowaries, dude, cassowaries are That's scary. That's what I'm going with. Cassowaries <laughs> are scary. Yes, somehow cassowaries. Somebody found out about cassowaries in in uh, France and Italy, and they're like, "That's it. We're building these forts." <laughs> no, I don't. I don't believe that at all. Agatha, I don't care if they're in Australia. I'm doing it here. I'm doing it now. Right, but well, yeah. Now, hold on a second. I, now, hold on a second. I hang, mean, hang I, on. Hang on a second. When was Australia discovered? Jack. Uh, Jack is the intern. Jack, look up when Australia was discovered. And then. Oh wait, there's none on Australia. Never mind. I was gonna say, how do they get a star? Seven. No, there's uh, star forts on Australia. Oh okay. yeah, there are. It was uh, discovered in 1791. 1791. Okay, they're not showing up on mine. Why are they not showing up? The um the first landing, I want to say, the first like explorer that ever hit it was a Dutch guy. I cannot remember his name to save my life, but I remember it's something comical. Okay. Um, I'm finding yeah, it no, really hard to believe it was discovered. I, yeah, no, I. I lied. It's uh, 1606, and it was a Dutch navigator, Willem Janzoon. Okay. I, I am butchering that, that name, right. but yeah. But there's okay. That sounds about so right. there's none on New Zealand. 
And there's none. I think there's one on Tasmania. I don't see. I don't know. I don't see any on Tasmania. I'm looking at Australia. I don't see any Star Forts, Reinhardt, on this. That autodidactic guy is from Australia, and he showed one in Sydney. Okay. I believe I believe you, but it's not showing up. Maybe it's because this was last updated in 2019 or something. Maybe that's what it is. This thing Maybe. needs to be re-updated. I'm sure they've discovered more. This is um, this is the project that uh, John Levi and Autodidactic and some of the other um, reset theory people oftentimes will show on their on their streams. They'll click on these and look at the star forts and look at you know, and it's Google Earth and you can spin the Earth around and you can look at it because it's a globe on here. It's pretty cool. But yeah, star forts are definitely cool, man. That's it's definitely something that we're definitely being lied to about. You know, I mean, there's there's absolutely no way that we have a list of um, forty four different countries that they're that they're found in all over the world, all over the world. Forty four countries. I know. It's so, insane, isn't it? Yeah. And also, don't look up Australia Starfort because I just pulled up a video of some Australian guy playing the piano shirtless going through Starfort pictures. Oh, okay. I won't do that. It was, it was very weird. Yeah. I looked up the same thing and I found what I posted in the chat. Bear Island, huh? Okay, but Citadel, you know, like this, you know, there's, there's one in Quebec, there's one in Nova Scotia, there's, you know, there's in Santa Cruz. It's ridiculous. How how did this happen? You know, any does the the actual official narrative makes no sense whatsoever. No, it does not. And the um, ones in the United States always seem to be like Civil War forts. It became, you know, it became a fort in eighteen whatever for you know the Civil War. It became well. What was it before? Let's look at some of the ones in the United States. You in the 1850s alone in the United States. Yeah. According to history. Quote history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quote history. Uh, right. <laughs> that yeah, that sounds legit to me. Mm-hmm. And then half these things got completely ruined. Torn off the torn off the face of the map. You can only see them with with satellite really. It's kind of like the Nazca lines. Right. Otherwise, they're all just tourist traps. Yep. Or Fort Knox, you know, conspiracy red herons. Oh, yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, speaking of conspiracy red herrings, like one of the most famous starports of all is not even recognized as a starport, but is seen as the lovely stand for our own... uh, Androgyne god goddess uh, Apollo or Diana in the harbor in New York. Yes. Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty. The Colossus of Rhodes. Colossus of Rhodes. It's many things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, including a dude. Inc- it also yes, connects very much, to Kabbalah. Very much a dude. Yes, and connects to Kabbalah. Got a big old dude in a dress, you know, holding the to- holding the torch up in the harbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which with a. Uh, George Washington wig. Yeah, and it's yes. standing on a star fort. Mm-hmm. And the star fort it stands on 
You want to know what it represents in Kabbalah? Uh, no. I mean, I, I do want to know. I don't know. Tell us. <laughs> so it represents uh, Cliff Off or Clip Off. Oh, the Cliff Off. Whatever. <laughs> clip Off. Cliff <laughs> Off. It literally means shell or husk in Hebrew. And it's the representation of an evil or impure spiritual force, the polar opposite of the holy Sephiroth or Sephiroth. So it's inverted. Amazing. <laughs> I <laughs> The Statue of Liberty, the androgyne statue with the torch of the Colossus of Rhodes, the ten points on its crown, is standing on a star fort which represents the Hecagram or Hecadagram, Hedecagram, whatever it's called. That <laughs> represents evil spirits. Right. <laughs> the, yeah, the great Satan. I'm doing the Lilo and Stitch, like, peeling my face thing right now. Like, oh my god. <laughs> what, is, what is that? What? What, what, is, what, is, a, what is a Lilo, Lilo oh, Stitch? Stop, stop it, stop it, stop it. No, we're not doing no. that. No, we're not doing that. Yes, so the Statue of Liberty is on a star fort, as are uh, a couple other places in, in New York. We talked about a little bit ago, uh, Fort Wadsworth, which is really cool. Um, that'll be in the mega. Um, the other one is uh, Governor's Island. That's in the uh, that's in the chat already. That'll be in the mega. Governor's Island is another star fort, right off, you know, right right behind basically the Statue of Liberty. So there's two st- star forts right there in the harbor. And then, obviously, you know, Fort Wadsworth. So that's three. New York has three. Apparently, New York is built on a huge star fort. And all these cities are built on star fort um, foundations. Amazing. <laughs> but no, no, there's there's nothing to it, guy. Look, Washington, D.C. has no symbolism in the layout of its roads. No. There's oh. no vagina. There's no Star of David. Wait, no there's no, hang on. Hang on. Wait. Hey. I'm Wait. sorry, there's no what? Yeah, I hadn't... Like, I knew about the Masonic layout of Washington, D.C., but I didn't realize they were di- they did the vagina, too. Well, yeah, yeah, they have the androgyne symbol. It's the Basically, it's the Star of David, the downward-pointing triangle, which is a right, representation my, well, of the goddess. Well, it's like the, the pentagram minus one of the legs or something. There's that. Yeah, right. there are I, representations of the goddess all throughout there. That's a that's been a big right. conspiracy no, theorist thing well, for years. But, yeah, but I mean that's obvious. Like you can see that. Like if you look. Yeah, down I just at, didn't know that yeah. they had straight up drawn a vagina in the road. I didn't think they did either. No, it's just a representation of the female. Therefore, the vagina. Yes, yeah. it's it's the androgyne in the roads. That sounds like okay, Dogma. That sounds like, like your new your new drum and bass project. <laughs> Androgyne I mean, in the road. Sort of like threw that out there. Like, there's no vagina, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no oh, Reinhardt. Tell us about road vaginas. <laughs> Free bass, Sonic road vagina. That's a grindcore song. It is definitely a grindcore song and possible show title, Jack. Possible show title. <laughs> That's the 18 and up show title. Right. <laughs> oh, speaking of the 18 and up show title and uh, the 18 and up show art, uh, Dogbot made a good point about the last show art. And um, I think I'm going to fix that because we did put. 
Michelle Obama's penis in the center of the Event Horizon spinny ball thing. So yeah, the core, the core. <laughs> uh, oh we, God, we can. I think we'll we'll be able. To, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the other art and we're gonna fix it. I feel bad about that. That was a good. That was a good joke. It actually was a good joke. I know it's disgusting and degenerate, but it was still a funny joke. It works. Anyways, back to the back to the androgyne vagina in the Star Fort in DC. Um, so we have Masonic layouts of all these cities, but are they really Masonic? I mean, does it go back even further to like the Star Fort layouts? I think it does. All of these have sacred geometric connections. Mm. Um, we see. I'm mean, just looking at these patterns. They don't always look like what we envision as a star. Some of them do. Uh, many of them do. They kind of look like snowflakes, actually, which is interesting given their connotation with water. Um, True. Water at certain temperatures being vibrated does create shapes like snowflakes. That has been proven in uh, scientific studies before. Um, they produce magnetic frequencies and they create these shapes. Now, these shapes are typically what we would consider sacred geometry. Flower of life, these uh, quasi-star mm -hmm. symbols. Forgive me, I'm not a sacred ge geometry autiste like I'd like to be, but um, I think there is something to that because none of these, there are, as we say, no coincidences. Nothing is done without a reason from the ancient world all the way to now. It's all the same people controlling. It's all the same mystery schools, the same bloodlines, the same tribe, um, or tribes. Right. No, so, that's right. I think, yeah. Um, and again, yeah, they're not all shaped like a star. They all have similar geometry. Uh, and the ones that are a complete geometric figure are usually star-ish shaped. So that's why Star Fort. It's just kind of like unless, a lump Unless term. you see like Fort Pike. Yeah, well, yeah, Fort Pike looks like some sort of like a sextant almost. Like it's a you know, like one of those um one of those sextants, you know, they use them to chart things um, Jesus Christ, not the stars. Chart the stars. Yes, thank you. Mhm. Mm yeah. So like Which is also the, the, a Masonic symbol. Right. It's almost exactly. It's it's an which is an ancient Babylonian symbol. Yes. So ancient Babylonian is Fort Pike an ancient Babylonian thing? I mean... Well, uh, Jack, can you look up Fort Pike and uh, make sure that it is named after Albert Pike, the Confederate general and noted Freemason, oh, member man. of Skull and Bones? If it is, to me, that confirms it, that there is a connection there. Mm -hmm. You put Fort Pike in the, in the show art. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, I did. Center. It right is front and center. center. Yeah, Fort Pike. Is it? Albert Pike. Like, but like, okay. So some of them are like that, and then you have the one that I posted. That's uh, the Petroveridin Fortress. That's just ridiculous. And uh, yeah, so it wasn't Albert Pike. It was um, named after uh, what was it? Fort Pike was named for the explorer and soldier General Zebulon Montgomery Pike. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Same as Pike's Peak. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Now, can you look up and see if Zebulon Pike is related at all to Albert Pike? <laughs> I just 
like to see. That's all. They're no, both generals. They both but lived a generation here's apart. Here's here's my my thing about these um these forts and how they're laid out and stuff and you know the geometric patterns and whatever. How did they engineer these things to be as symmetrical as they are? You know, at the lines so perfectly carved, so square, the the edge, you know, the the lines so chiseled even um, over such a great distance. Some of these things are pretty freaking big. Yeah. So, you know, again, this isn't even horse and buggy. This is like donkey and cart. <laughs> you know, I picture like, you know, hey, donkeys uh, are Donkeys are great animals. No, man. they are. I'm not. I'm not discounting the abilities of the donkey. What I'm saying is, we're going back. You know, in time. Uh, you know, the means of travel, and um, you know, and and to to move materials around. I mean, like, what did they use? You know, what did they use? It, it was like, did these people? Were they cutting down trees? Now, you can see that there's no way they cut down the trees because a lot of these things are in the middle of forests. Right. Yeah, like the, uh, <clears throat> what is it, the Rubenberg in yes. Germany? Mm-hmm. It's not only is it a weird eggplant shape, um, but yeah, it looks like it's just straight up in the middle of the forest where there's no civilization Immediately around it, at least. I mean, you would think if this thing were protecting people or part of a city that there would be something around there. Unless this thing was just so dang old that everything had just been covered up. Now, I don't know. There could be a town like 20 minutes from there. Um, which which one are you talking about now? Uh, Jack, if you wouldn't mind looking it up just to see if there is a town near there. It's called Festung, F-E-S-T-U-N-G, Rothenburg. R O T H E N B E R G. Yeah, but anyways, the the logistics of laying out these, the landscaping, and you know, and these <laughs> these walls. There's no way. There's there's little again horse and buggy people, you know. But but they're all over the the earth, all over the earth. The same style, the same, you know, whether it's in Quebec or it's in Indonesia or it's in Cronenberg Castle in Helsinger or, you know, Kazakhstan or Zanzibar. Right. Palamanova. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, I just would like to point it out. Thank you, Jack, for uh, posting as well. Albert Pike, Zebulon Pike were both distantly related and Freemasons. Oh, of course. All right. Every single time. <laughs> yeah. That out. yeah. But it's yeah, it, it's crazy how they're all over the all over the earth. I wonder if there's any in Antarctica. We will literally never know. I know. I know. There probably is. <laughs> There probably is. There's probably a bunch of them that we won't. You know, they won't put on Google Earth. I mean, I don't know. Are there going to be star forts or pyramids? Because we've seen evidence of pyramids there. Yeah, that's true. We have seen evidence of pyramids in Antarctica. 
Um, Do you guys remember when Buzz Aldrin posted the picture of the pyramid and was like, if only you knew? <laughs> Buzz Aldrin? Everybody. Yeah, he's... There's something wrong with that, man. He's been gotten to. What is this from did, Jack? Didn't he get in a fist fight with someone that said... Uh, yeah, the he, moon, the he, moon punched, he punched somebody real? for for denying the moon landing. Yeah. There was another uh another astronaut, I can't remember which one it was, but this guy chased him down and was like, "If you put your hand on the Bible right now and swear that you've been to the moon. Put your hand <laughs> on the <laughs> He ran Can you do the Alex Jones thing. Like, "Hey you, come here. Come here. I want to talk to you." No, he was like being like legit interview for like 30 seconds and then he's like, "So, would you put your hand on the Bible and swear that you went to the moon?" And dude like ran Literally ran away from him. Uh, Reinhardt's got to work on his Alex Jones. Like if if you're, oh, gonna, I can't even do it as well as Johnny. I don't even try. I know, but I mean, if you're if you're gonna, you know, you need to commit. You know. I hey, know. you goblin, come over here. Okay. <laughs> Stick a globalist goblin piece of shit scum. <laughs> I think I'd rather. Uh, I think I'd rather go for the impression of Jones when he's so mad that he he met Trump, kicks the chair over. Oh, that was sad. <laughs> that was sad. That um, that is a defeated Bill Hicks right there. Yeah, it's a very defeated Bill Hicks. That yeah, the last thing he did on that on that podcast. Um, Fort Macomb is like that too. By the way, it looks like Fort Pike. It's the same shape. It's another one in Louisiana. It's that uh, sextant shape. You know the curve on the bottom with a triangle on the top that's another ancient symbol isn't it sextant yes the sextant is an ancient freemason uh symbol um so it's known as charting you know known for charting the stars uh which of course goes into the zodiac the babylonian zodiac <clears throat> uh, but is also seen as a tool of enlightenment hmm. it's used in it's it's primarily used in their symbology with the square and compass it's builders tools essentially right, right. so also, they built- we've been told a sextant is all you need to prove that the earth is round that's wrong though yeah yeah um apparently yeah we've also been told that you can use a you know the 12 inch level and a piece of wood to prove the earth is round at the beach right Something yes like that. yeah <laughs> Um, and, and we've also been pleaded with that this isn't the hill we should be dying on. Who's dying on any hills? I mean, like, the only people that seem to be dying about this are the, the globe people. Yes. I don't, I've, I've noticed that people that don't believe NASA tend to be a lot more calm about what they do or don't believe. Yeah. And it's the ones that are, like, official narrative people... I don't want to call them fags, but you know, the point is there. Um, they're the ones that get angry about stuff. They get really angry that you don't, you know, believe this stuff. It's weird. It's weird. Oh no. Anyway, back to the show. Star Forts. I don't know. What else do you guys want to say about Star Forts? We've, I mean, we haven't exhausted this because we, we really don't know what they are. Where they came from. We just know that the official narrative on these things is absolute bullshit. Okay, so uh, let me recap why the official narrative 
is bullshit in our eyes. Okay. The sheer distance of geography from one star fort to the other. Mm-hmm. And then when you pair these things side by side, they look like they're almost identical. And that's just the shape. But then you get into the construction and the sheer massiveness and size of these things. Because we're not talking about like little areas here. These things end up these these things end up taking up a great deal of a great deal of square footage. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then yeah, you know, why would they be built the same way over such great distances and have such terrible reasonings as their purpose for the for the official narrative? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, then, okay. So it is all speculation. That I will grant. I will grant people that it is all speculation. I just think the official narrative stinks. Something incredibly stinks about it to me. Now the repurposing of them that makes a lot of sense. Sure. Sure. You already got this. You already got this like really well built. Uh, structure. You know, structure. Put together, uh, yeah, sure. You're in the middle of a you're in the middle of a shitty war. Throw some cannons up there on the corners. Why the fuck not? You know. Or, well, what if cannons were already there on a lot of these? You know the theory about like uh, that the cannons they just found them. A lot of them. You know, like they um, when they when they inherited these cities in what would be the south, um, like Norfolk. I believe it was Norfolk or was it Richmond, Virginia, where it's uh, the ruins of, I think it's Richmond, the ruins of Richmond, where you can see the Tartarian bricks just everywhere. Um, but uh, there's, the, there's the cannons and the cannonballs, the stacks and stacks and stacks of thousands and thousands of cannonballs. Like that stuff too. Like where the hell did all that come from and why? You know? If the population, what was the population of the United States right before the uh, the war started? It was eighteen something, so it was eighteen fifty something. So the it couldn't have been couldn't have been that many million. Uh, we'd be looking at just over probably six, I'd say six hundred eighty thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand in the United States. Or, I'm sorry, not uh, not thousand million. Oh, in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In 1850, the U.S. population was 23 million. Yeah, 23 go. million. Yeah. There okay. So 23 million people, and that includes people on the West Coast because California was a thing at the time, and so was like Utah apparently. But you know, they built, they built all these fortresses, forts, and fortresses, and don't forget the asylums. And they built all this stuff sort of around the same time, right? All these forts in Jacksonville and Florida and South Carolina and North Carolina on the coast, those were all built around, you know, Civil War time, which is the time they built all those asylums and they built all those state houses and the all the other big There's a lot there's a know. lot of really sophisticated building going on by a very few amount of people mm-hmm. but apparently out of those few amount of people there was a great deal of uh 
stonemason experts and craftsmen who yeah. had nothing, absolutely nothing better to do than to produce these massive, incredibly detailed and ornate buildings and structures. Yes. And With infrastructure. All of the required and, infrastructure. Yes. And, and yeah, and all of the incredible resources at their disposal, all the best marble, the best bricks, the be- the concrete that we seem to not be able to reproduce. Uh, yeah, fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it just came from another world, it, you know, like a world that somehow we don't live in anymore. Yeah. I mean, you could say that about the growing up in the 80s. <laughs> I was that's true. I was ra- I was I, I was raised you know, I was raised to I was raised to live in a world that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Still a Jewish world, but Mhm. Oh wait, there is one known. in California. Yeah, there's one in your backyard. Alcatraz. Your former backyard. Alcatraz. And of course Alcatraz it is. Alcatraz isn't a star fort, is it? That's what it says. It's one of the blue pins, which is a possible star fort, I believe. I believe that's what blue pins stand for. Green is definite star fort. Red is... Or green is definite star fort. Yellow is possible star fort. And blue is... I forget. I have to look on the thing. So it's not star forts. Okay. But up in Canada, along mm-hmm. their railway, they oh, had the these like the they had yeah, they had these incredible hotels that just did not seem like they were really purposed to be hotels. But they look like they look like what you would imagine some Scandinavian castle in the middle of the mountains look like, you know. But I I had I had no idea these things existed until I saw them uh, on one of these uh, videos. Yeah, they're they're amazing and they're huge, like like the California and southeastern asylums. They're that they're that big. But the official narrative on these, Is and this this goes to this goes to what we were talking about, is like they were built in two years. Mm-hmm. Just right. along the railway for rich people. You know, that we're going to be taking the railway across country, across Canada. And aren't some of these hotels still in use today? I mean, they better be. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're gorgeous. Yeah, they're not star forts, but they're, they're Tartarian buildings for sure. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily agree. Or I, I do agree that the uh, star forts aren't necessarily from that same era as these... Um, the asylums and the, the the hotels and whatever, but some of them might be. You know, some of them look like they could have been, you know, fairly recent. Like those ones in the Netherlands that are just like absolutely gorgeous. Just yeah, some of them are works of art, like literal works of art. It's just amazing, and somehow we're told that these are nothing but military fortifications and half of these were abandoned and repurposed. They even tell us these things were repurposed several times over. Right, right, right. It was abandoned and repurposed. This was, yeah, it's like when they, um, like at the Rio Expo, right? You know, this building was repurposed to be a military school. Right. (laughs) Just, that's what it was, you know. 
or this one became a hospital. Okay, what was it before? <laughs> the such and such began on this date. Oh, okay, thanks. That's what they it's put. It's a big in club, and you're not friggin' in it, boy. Right. It's a yeah. To <laughs> quote George Carlin, it's a big club, and you ain't in it. Yeah, I mean the history writers. Well, this goes to uh, George Orwell's 1984. I think we've said this before, but in order to for the party to completely control the people, they needed to control the history, right? 100. percent And at this point, I think we can um, we can be pretty pretty solidly sure that most of his history has been rewritten or is just completely fabricated. And I find it funny that, you know, people that do a lot of historical revisionism find it funny that we do different historical revisionism, but because we don't only do, because we don't only do one specific type of history revisionism, our history revisionism is just nuts because only one type of history revisionism is acceptable. This realm ain't big enough for the two of historical <laughs> revisionism. That's right. That's right. We only <laughs> deny one thing around here. Yeah, we can only deny one thing around here, buddy. <laughs> but seriously, though, this is really historical revisionism. Revisionism. I'm not even drinking. I haven't had a drink. such historical revisionism, I know. guys. Seriously. Jeez, did, when did Drunk Richard Spencer show up? I Spencer. like hamburgers with white cheddar stop, and stop, Swiss stop. and mushrooms. Okay, okay, okay. The stories that we're given, the narratives that we're given on the official stories of these historical things, whether they're Civil War forts or buildings or libraries or whatever, the narrative is a lie. You know, there's 99.99% chance that it's completely fabricated. <laughs> maybe maybe not that high, but a pretty good chance that it's completely fabricated. So, you know, we want to know what the real history is behind this stuff. What, the, what, what really happened? You know, what, where did these things come from? Why are they there? You can't deny that they are there. And if you believe the historical narrative, why do you believe that when everything else is a lie? Well, it's trying to make sense out of the logistics of some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you look at you look you'll look at some of these old photographs from say the late eighteen hundreds, and you see these giant, ornate, gorgeous, huge buildings that stretch for miles and miles, and they just tore them down. Why? Right. You know, like like the, to put up what. You know, know, some of the crap that we have today. Uh, now, Low-income housing? Then, oh, yeah. That's the, know, well, that's like, the pro- answer projects. for everything. Bro, that's the answer for everything is we gave up, you know, we gave up the stars for blacks. We gave up this for welfare. We gave up that for the welfare system. And I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that's the narrative, the accepted narrative that, that people like because it fits their personal biases. It is, a, it is, it is pretty cut and dry bias. You know, yeah. if it wasn't for blacks, we'd be on the moon, you know, on Mars. If it wasn't for blacks, we'd be on Mars. 
Yeah, that makes huh. sense. Yeah. You know. If it weren't for blacks, would be on Mars, and we landed on the moon because white achievement. Right. And, like, it just kind of... I'll take you to the Utah desert right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just got to chill down my spine. All right. So, Star Forts, there's going to be pictures, people. Don't worry. There will be pictures. Um, just try to imagine a fort, <laughs> but it's in the star. shape of a star. Right. No, we'll have the files. Yeah, we'll have the files. <laughs> we'll post. Jack, make sure you get all the ones that are in the in the chat, like the drawings that Reinhardt posted. Those are really cool too. Some of the the, so we, we, the renderings are just super cool, like you know, and the, the same three hundred and fifty year old technology, right? That's what they're saying, right? We, I mean, we understand that you know, radio and stuff is sort of theater of the mind, you know. So we we we've tried to we've tried to paint with words as as <laughs> grand a picture as we possibly can but words just cannot seem to capture the intense intricacy and beauty of some of these structures and the absurdity of the narrative that we're looking at yeah well you can capture those words on wikipedia (laughs) (laughs) okay fair (laughs) um where's the one yeah nine aerial views that prove why star forts are so beautiful like Looking at some of these, like Fort Bortange in the Netherlands, it's you know, it was built in 1593. It was converted from a fort to a village in 1851. Like that's the official narrative. The Dutch city of Willemstad. To a village. What's that? It's it was converted from a, a fort to a village. Yes, in 1851. Hmm. Yes. Uh, Do you still have your? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. Do you still have your Google Earth thing set up? Yeah. Um, is there still a is there a star fort south in, in, of Baltimore, like in the bay? Baltimore. Yeah. There's one like in the bay, like on an island. Okay. Um, it's Delaware. Maryland is Fort McHenry in Baltimore. I think so. And but there I think is, it was on- there's Fort Frederick and Fort McHenry. Fort Frederick. Fort Frederick is like out in the woods. Hmm. Dang, I thought there was one on an island out in the bay. Like that one is. Well, that Fort McHenry is completely... right on the water. It's uh, it's in the Skype chat. It's uh, one of the ones I posted. It is Sorry. in the Skype chat. It is the third one I posted. I think it's the one with like the red. Is that the one you're talking about? Um, For- uh, Scrolling up. Fort McHenry National Monument and Historic. Uh, whatever that is. Yes, there it is. But what about it, though? If that's it. I just... Uh, it's really hard to believe... When you look at that one, it's just really hard to believe that a bunch of settlers in the woods are just going to whip the sucker up. Right. And somehow... The math all worked out. They had a protractor to do the angles, you know, because all the angles on all five points of this star fort are all the same. You know, the length of all the sides, because each point on the star, it's kind of like a snowflake, like Reinhardt said. It's kind of like, you'll, you'll, you people, will, you'll, you'll see. Look in the mega. There's, there's pictures. Is that you people? 
Isn't it uh, also true that these that the uh, that many of these star forts have like massive catacomb of tunnels and stuff that go deep that go deeply underground? Yes, of these things. A lot of them do. That's just for yeah. storing miss or for storing cannonballs, though. Right. It's all cannonball storage. It's all cannonballs nowadays. Right. You know, you're right, dog. But I have a hard time imagining. Let's say guys come over here, sixteen, seventeen hundreds, Indian attacks, dying of diseases because germs are real, apparently, and germs just don't make friends between Indians and whites. And somehow they just they decide to whip one of these up, right? Just have all the just take all the resources. They bring over the best, the best architects, the best masons. We've got super masons, um, right? Yeah, they're super masons, is what they are. <laughs> they're able to construct. These amazing feats of not just architecture, but landscaping and um, terraforming, actually. A lot of this stuff is would be considered terraforming. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I've played, I've been playing Age of Empires for years. I can tell you right now, they did not use cheat codes, but they did, they did cheat in some way. <laughs> there is something... I mean, about these looking at, yeah, looking at, um, again, the, the, the Petroveridan fortress, like that is huge and it's on, you know, what it looks to be a completely terraformed mountain, you know, that is incredible. It's so intricate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of them, it's aren't so many so layers, <laughs> so, right? There's yeah. so many layers to it. It's like. It looks like several snowflake patterns on top of each other. Yeah, and it's just... I I wonder what it looks like walking around there, you know? Like, it it can't can't be readily apparent, the the different angles and everything, but when you're you're standing at one area and you're looking at the different sharp angles of the areas in front of you and everything, it's got to be... It's got to be really strange on the eyes. Yeah. Well, so check this out. So the Petroveridan Fortress um, was nicknamed the Gibraltar of the Danube. Uh, it's a fortress in the town of Petroveridan itself, part of the city of Novi Sad, Serbia. That's so in Serbia. Uh, the cornerstone of the present-day southern part of the fortress was laid in 1692 by Charles Eugene de Croix. Uh, there's many tunnels as well as like 16 kilometers of uncollapsed underground countermine system. So there's an underground system of defense in this thing that was built in 1692. Pressing X, smashing X. As a matter of fact, I broke the X button on my computer. Okay? I don't... I don't believe that. I don't believe that in 1692... They had the engineering capabilities to terraform that piece of land into that. This this apparently is what it looked like in 1694. On, it's on the Danube River, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just posted in the chat um, from that library. This is apparently a, a drawing of it from 1694. Okay. So... It didn't always look like the picture, of course. I mean, of course it didn't. Sure. But yeah, you can see two star forts next to each other, and then the wider star fort, and then almost like a like an inverse star fort. You see how the, the stars point inward? Mm-hmm. 
there. Yep. Must have been an incredible pattern even back then. Yeah. But to be able to do that and to terraform that land, I mean, to change it into that. Like some of these are raised up. Some of them are indentations, you know, the the geometric patterns. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. And they did that in the 1690s with horse and buggies, I guess, right? Horse and buggy, cassowary and carriage. I mean, <laughs> cassowary and carriage. Jesus. Is that another show title possibility? <laughs> you know, Johnny, you really downplay how terrifying some of these bipedal bird, large birds are in person. I'm not downplaying and, uh, it. Cassowaries are absolutely terrifying. And uh, dude, em- emus are can get really. Uh, I know. I know that they're funny to laugh at. Emus are funny. But even the big, in, the even big in ostrich is. Even an ostrich is a little bit imposing once they're upon you. You're yeah, just ostriches, like, yeah. Ostriches are not Anything that bird. lays an egg that big, you should be terrified of. Even <laughs> a libtard. <laughs> right. Right. So libtards lay eggs? Mm-hmm. That big. That big. Eggs that big. That big. All right. Um, so... Brown ones. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> These are... I mean, these are amazing. Some of these, these, these are structures, buildings. Some of them aren't. Some of them are just lines in the ground now. Um, it seems that some of them were wiped off, just wiped off the earth, but not all the way. You know, they were destroyed by something, maybe a directed energy weapon. Oh, one thing. Uh, was it Dogbot? You had mentioned the structures underground. Yes. Beneath these star ports. Uh, this one article, which I believe was posted in our Skype. I don't know if it was or not, actually. I think I may have searched it. Actually claims that f- over f- 50% or approximately 50%, I'm sorry, of these star forts structures are underground. Approximately 50%. Right. So they're, these are, have been excavated, you know, out. Yeah, and they're, they're tunnels, you know, probably walled tunnels, bricked walled tunnels underground for miles, some of them. 16 kilometers in one case. I wonder how many of them are akin to the catacombs of Paris. Because you know that's not just that, that's that and the other catacombs that are slightly similar to it are not the only ones of their kind. Oh, of course There's not. There's no way. Of course not, no. That's not just something they did in a couple of different places. If if the star forts are everywhere, so are the catacombs. Yes, probably. I mean, maybe not necessarily like you know, like together or anything. But I think that the amount of structures that are similar all over this place, whether it's in you know Europe, Africa, North America, South America, the similar similarities in all the architecture and the structures and the age of a lot of them. They all seem to be, you know, from the same era a lot of times. So, I don't know. Like, I'm, some of these some of these look like they could be a lot older than what we would consider, like, the Tartarian era, which apparently could only be 
200 years ago? What if right. it was that that brief, that short of a time period ago? What if it, yeah. I mean, again, like, you know, what if there was some sort of technology used to get rid of all those people, the ones that, you know, they round up a bunch of the other people and throw them in the insane asylums, the ones that won't go along with the, the new programming. They take all the orphans, put them in public schools, in the public schools, you start the narrative. And again, like George Orwell said, if you can control the narrative, what is it? He controls the past, controls the present, controls the present, controls the future. Is that the phrase? How many how many generations does it take to eradicate history? Probably two, three, totally. Two? Especially three. if... Especially if you uh, control all of the written in ink records and things are not set in stone as much as they were in the ancient world. Mm-hmm. Probably are, two at the most. So are, let's say, Boomer, Gen X, Millennial, Zoomer, are those considered four distinct generational gaps? Um, I mean, I guess... Or, like I don't think like I think they're too short together to be considered what yeah. was consider what was considered like a generation generation but let's just say for instance uh what a what a how a Gen X person was raised in the 70s and 80s and early 90s and what they see today is so diametrically different than what they what than what they were raised in Right, right. So, like, there there are many situations where a Gen X person just has incredible difficulty communicating about basic things with, per se, a Zoomer, because what they grew up with was entirely an entirely different paradigm than what the Gen X person grew up with. Sure, I would agree. Uh, but, I also call that a social generation rather than like a a uh, like a family generation. Okay. But family generation, I'd say probably be about twenty to thirty years, maybe fifty at the very most. Well, isn't that kind of like what those are? And say, like, what's how many years to be a boomer, and then how many years for Gen X, and how many years for millennial? I think it's the same amount. It's like twenty years, right? Thereabouts, yeah. But I would say specifically with with that in like our modern world, it's more centered around their social mm. upbringing. Mm-hmm. Their well, yeah, social mindset and everything, because it is it is almost like they are a different, like totally different people. Um, like they're from a totally different generation of a family. Sure, because you could take a you could take a person from 1910, put them in let's say the 1950s, and they would have a better time and easier time than taking get- somebody from 1910 and putting them in 2010. Well, sure. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. Hear you. Did you drop out again? Yeah. Mm. It's been doing that. It's weird. Um, yeah, you could probably, you know, if you did like, like, like I said, like, and, you know, put all these kids into the public schools and the public schools taught whatever you wanted them to teach. You got to think. These schools have been teaching what the people who write the books say for however long and who writes the books who publishes the books 
Jews. Right. And for how long? You know. Since the beginning of public schools. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, you know, again, it's that um, radical skepticism. I've got a question for you and Dabat, Johnny. Um, you know how we have these stories of supposed time travelers or... In Germany, I think it was the, like end of the 1800s, there was the man from Lazaria or Laxaria who showed up in a German border town and claimed to be from this other kingdom, this other realm, and like drew out on a map where he was from, and it looked like nowhere on earth. All of these seemingly disparate stories of people who have supposedly come from somewhere else, do you think that maybe these are people left over? for lack of a better term, escape from the asylum and told of a world before the modern world, before the reset. I mean, what do we think about that? Because these, there have been several instances of this. I'm only bringing it up because we were talking about people forgetting the reset. How long does it mm-hmm. take? Um, uh, well, have you ever, have you, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. No, go ahead. You... Have you ever seen Reinhardt, that picture of convex earth where, on the other side of one part of the ice wall, there's like an entire continent and shit there. Yes, I have. Maybe he was from there. That's possible. Yeah, uh, I was just using that as an example, but yeah, that's entirely possible. Um, what from outside the ice wall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was yeah. on that other little continent or whatever. Well, if you if you look at the expanded view where we're on the inside in the ice wall and then outside the ice wall there's more seas and oceans and there's more continents and there's another wall and there's even more right that's the um what map is that it's kind of like having a a swimming pool and then just off to the side connected there's like a hot tub and then there's a kiddie pool (laughs) you know you got the little white stone cement whatever in between kind of like that one of them would have been like hyperborea and one of them would have been um, I forgot what it was. I have to look that look at that map right. again. But, but specifically, the, like like let's say the claimed time travelers, mm-hmm. um, people who believe that they're from you know a here, different time period here, but sometime else. Yes, exactly. Right. Could that be some time before the reset? Could they be just intergenerational people? I mean, it could be. You know, they they could be somehow they managed to s- slip through, or I don't I don't know. Could be if we're doing this. You know, this is a simulation thing. It could just be some sort of programming mix-up. <laughs> they they release the new patch, and and there's another bug, right? That comes up. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe maybe there's a bug. In, it's buggy software. Yeah, I didn't want to get us too off topic, but that was just something that came up. Uh, oh no! So. Oh, I mean, because this stuff. It makes you think about all, all, a lot of different things. I mean, you, you, you think about, you know, who built these, why they built these, how did they end up all over the place? Like, who who could have done it? You know, why did they go away? It's like, you know, you can ask yourself the questions that they ask at the beginning of, like, Ancient Aliens. <laughs> Where did they go? Right. Will they come back? But it's true, though. But they're not aliens. You know, it wasn't aliens. Well, but what if it was... A civilization of, I don't know, maybe it, it was, I don't I don't know, man. That would maybe say that. non-atomites? Maybe not, yeah, but that would mean an Adamic man only goes back a couple of hundred years. Or a couple thousand. Or whatever, yeah, well. 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I it's don't, all connected. It's all infuriatingly connected. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The, the main thing is like, we don't know. But yeah. we do know that these things are beautiful and they're amazing and they're all over this earth. So check them out. Check out starforts.org and download the earth package thing the, for Google Earth and check them out. You can look at these things yourself. They're amazing and they are all over this realm. Before, do you guys have any more Starfort stuff? No, sir. I'm no? good. Okay. Before we get out of here, because it's, it's, getting, it's getting close, I think. What time is it? That's right about two hours. Okay. I was thinking, you know, you know how um, all this Biden stuff, you know, his hands and the microphones and stuff. And uh, it definitely, there was definitely something going on there. Because even if you look at it from the side view, that microphone doesn't belong. Those microphones don't belong. And um, also, no fucking way in hell the Secret Service is going to let the president get that close to, to reporters w- without Secret Service being there at all. Right. There's no, that, no. That's, that's just not happening. Uh, that whole scene was just wrong. But anyways, here's my take on the, the Biden deep fakes and all this stuff. This is just the uh, this is just not my president, but for the other side. Basically, you know what I mean? It's literally not my president. But but instead of instead of having like liberal cat ladies screaming in the street, remember the one that was like you know when he got inaugurated, the the chick in the yellow jacket, remember that the thing in the yellow jacket screaming, like it waited until the bell tolled and then it did. No, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yep. Instead of that, made you re- instead that, of that pussy hats, really made you feel like it was going to be a lot of winning going on, right? Yeah, but instead of like that, instead of the pussy hat stuff, we get. Biden green screen fakes and Biden head top of his head missing, you know, CGI fakes. And it's the same thing. It's and, not my president, but just for the other side of the aisle. Yeah, but we also get Oval Office cracking uh, and pieces of wall falling apart, like the sets falling apart. We also get him mm-hmm. stumbling upstairs to Air Force One. Yeah, we also get him wandering around a supermarket and uh, people screaming at him. You know, it's 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 never like it's we're only we're only two months into this this next series of fake administrating and it's just it he's not somebody you can feel sorry for. Right. Yeah, but right. it almost makes you feel sorry for the old man or whatever it is that they keep pushing around and poking and prodding and mm. filling with stimulants in order to get to perform some of these activities. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you could feel sorry for that. I don't, I, I don't know though. It's just, <laughs> it's another, what did you call it? Just a second ago. Another, um, shit. I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. He's our silver alert president. He definitely, he, dude, he definitely, is just, <laughs> that, that, that person doesn't know where he is. I don't think he is. Dude, I'm gonna be driving on. I'm gonna be driving on the highway to go see my mom uh, Sunday, and there's gonna be one of those electronic billboards, and it'll be a silver alert for Air Force One. <laughs> oh, I remember what I was gonna say now. The, you know, you know how movies when they make like three and four sequels, like when there's something part five and part six. Like by the time you get to part six, it sucks. The series is just terrible. This is uh, Joe Biden would be like Sharknado four. As if Sharknado was the president. You're clearly not a Fast and the Furious fan, I guess. That may be the. I'm not, 
But that may, I've heard about it, that may be the only series that's done that many sequels that could be the exception to I've that never, rule. I've never seen a single one. Okay. My, my son did, did make that? me watch Mission Impossible recently, okay. and I said, which one is this? And he said six. Oh, wow. And I was just like, what? Whoa, wait, They made hold six on. of those? They, wow, I didn't know that either. I, 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 dude, I had no wow. idea. Like, dude. I remember the second one came out in the 90s, and it was supposed to be a big deal because it was directed by John Woo, who mm-hmm. did all the really good uh, Hong Kong shoot 'em up movies. And it was so terrible. I, I don't like I, my brain compartmentalized the entire experience and turned it into a trauma. But, okay. That's okay. Sorry about that, about your Mission Impossible experience. But yeah, no, what I, what I was saying was that Joe Biden is like, you know, the sixth sequel in a series version of the president. It's so weird. Like yeah. it, it's so weird that they're turn that they the media's managed to turn him into this this humble, sweet little man when he was such a like boisterous, gaff inducing racist for such a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what they can do. Dude, his, some of his off the cuff racial remarks over the years I, I thought were always pretty damn funny. Like the the one that they, they they used to air on conservative talk radio about him going to he's like you can't even go to a Seven Eleven around here and not use a little bit of an Indian accent you know what I mean <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like that shit was funny yeah yeah but that's how he was he was just the, you know the racist Uncle Joe and now he's now he's like some weirdo in a mask that looks like a bad cartoon overdub or something. I don't know. But I, I do think I do think he is the uh he is the new version of not my president and that's what's gonna happen is like, you know, the the people on the right are gonna cry about it and they're gonna freak out and they're gonna have their little, you know, insurrection on the sixth, like they did. And um that's you know, that's the only thing they're gonna do about it. Nobody's gonna do anything about it. No. Nobody ever does anything about that not my president stuff. So it's a little little bit of virtue signaling. But yeah, I realized that the other day. I'm like, this is the exact same thing, just different. Hot you know, take. Right. I mean, it wasn't hottest of takes, but it's, it's interesting for sure. Um, what else do we have? There's a couple other things. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tanzanian president died. After denying COVID, and they installed a new woman Muslim that's from Oman and not even from that country. So apparently in Africa, you don't even have to be from the country to be the president. At least here, you have to be from here, technically. Which is funny, because in Africa, they all literally hate each other. Right. You could be on one side of the friggin' Zambezi, look over at the other side, and just say, hey, nigger, or doll. Yeah, well, we're going to get out of here. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I don't really care about that too much, but I think it's I think it's funny that after he denied COVID, he died. Can't can't have the can't have a woke African president, you know, telling the truth about COVID. All right. Well, Jack's gonna Jack's gonna read us a creepy pasta. Jack's been doing the creepy pasta since Brad's been out. Um, I think Jack, did you did you find one already? Do you have one? 
on deck? Uh, I'm going to find one right, right after cool. this. All right, cool. We're going to get out of here. Make sure you check out our Telegram. It is t.me slash present. Um, we have a chat attached to that, too. Uh, Reinhardt and Dogbot and Jack all have telegrams. Why don't you tell them about them, boys? Uh, Chupacabra Kennel, t.me slash Chupacabra underscore Kennel. Get inside the kennel. Listen to rants, get jokes, uh, weird shit that I feel like forwarding. There you go. Uh, you can check me out, t.me slash Nephilim Hour. Uh, do memes and voice messages on some hidden history stuff. Uh, check it out. Just about to hit 900. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. You can find me at t.me slash Jack's internal shit posts. And yeah, I just shit post. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right. Well, that's it for us for this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed our Star Forts, I don't know, introduction. I think it's, and you, you guys are going to really need to check out the pictures. But yes, look up all the stuff. We'll make sure we put starforts.org in the show notes. Um, but yeah, we're going to get out of here. We'll see you all later. Time travel makes you gay. The pain ended quickly. I rose and tried to find my body, probably lying mangled underneath the metallic wreck. Dying in a road accident is definitely the worst way to go. So, had a nice life? Asked a voice behind me. I turned around to find a woman smiling. Since she could see me, I was pretty sure she was a soul just like me. She giggled, you are taking it pretty well. I'm Cindy, by the way. I spoke evenly. What happens now? Hell? Heaven? She laughed louder. Before I could say something, I heard a commotion from far off. Cindy shouted, come on, and she ran. She turned and yelled, have you been good? What? Have you done any good while you lived? Totally confused, I sputtered, I... I donated blood once. As we reached the source of the noise, I was dumbstruck to find hundreds of people ripping each other apart in front of the hospital. I shouted, What's happening here? Cindy replied, Someone is giving birth here. These souls are fighting to get inside the newborn shell. But the baby? Listen to me. There is no baby until a soul penetrates it. If no soul makes it inside, the shell is pronounced dead by the doctors. She continued, your fighting strength depends on your karma. So the soul of a rapist and a pedophile, etc., stands no chance. They will never get a shell and will painfully wither away. Children are most dangerous. Pure souls stay away from them during fights. But what about heaven and hell? This is hell. And more importantly, the life you left behind? That is heaven. Heaven.